Friday, sorry we, we were late with the HTXT Africast today, but um, we had to have the studio cleaned and next door had to stop his angle grinding. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, studio with me today, I have Brendan Lotz. Good afternoon. And here, tied to the chair against his will because he has so much work to do with a gun to his head, is Charlie Fripp. Good afternoon. Right. So, this week... LG G5, your review went up. Yes, it did. So and you I'm... saw it at Mobile World Conference, but apparently didn't have a go on it. Well, when you go to Mobile World Congress, you have one, and, and that's why it's always good to go with two people, so Brett and I did. Um, you have one of two choices. You either rush in, take pictures, and post it up as quickly as possible, or you fight the crowd to get a hands-on. Okay. I decided to go, you know, sneak in backstage and take some pictures while Brett was fighting off the people to get some hands-on. <laughs> okay, so 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 you, you were basically documenting it in yes. pictures, right? But you actually had a play with it. Yeah, for two weeks, actually. I've been using that as as my uh, daily driver. And so, is it better than the Samsung Galaxy S7? No. Um, <laughs> I, I whispered that no because, look, the Samsung Galaxy S7 is probably the best phone to come from Samsung in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, many people say the last good phone they made was the S3. Some, some said the S5. But I think the S the S6 last year was a bit of a missed mark. So uh, uh, the S7 was really just a phenomenal phone and it's going to take a while for something to beat it in fact in Intuitu I think the only thing that's currently beating it is um, the Huawei Mm-hmm. Mate 9, I think, and the Xiaomi Mi 5, okay. which is currently Ma- at the Mate top. 9? Mate uh, 9. Are you, you don't mean the P9? P9, my mistake. Or the Mate 8. <laughs> <laughs> it gets confusing, all right? There's like the, I currently have the Mate 8, and then we're getting the P9, yep. and then the P9 Lite will eventually come. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, right. yeah, so uh, the LG G5 is okay. It's really powerful. It's got a Snapdragon 820 processor in it. It's got 3 gigs of RAM. It's got a full HD display. It's got a camera with a wide-angle lens. Um, but And it's the thing that LG is really selling here is that modular design. So the friends. <laughs> the friends. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, is basically the bottom bezel of the G5 is removable. And when you remove it, you can swap it out with a camera grip, which is called the LG cam friend uh, <laughs> the LG cam plus much, uh, much research so well <laughs> the LG cam plus uh, there's the LG hi-fi which is a partnership with B&O yeah. uh, which gives you a little digital digital to analog audio converter which is really really actually quite cool and I, I would be excited to test that out when it finally comes to South Africa later this month yeah you didn't get very many friends to play no with. unfortunately not but they are all coming in in, uh, between May and June. Ah, are they all coming? The, when I say all, I'm talking about <laughs> the the Cam Plus we currently have. The the BNO um, DAC is also coming. Right. But the rolling ball in the VR headset, we're not entirely sure yet. Okay. The, the the rolling ball droid, which you can use to scare your cat or spy on your house when you're not there. The rolling ball is like the only reason I would buy a phone like this, just well, because it looks super cool. You it see, really, really does. And this is the thing, though, is that. LG is pushing these friends and the attachments and all the other things that go with it. But when you get down to brass tacks, the phone is really unexciting. 
if right. I were to say that. It's not modular. <laughs> it is. What, what did you say? I said it's not modular. It is, to me, the modularity of it is a gimmick. The battery comes out. Big freaking deal. <laughs> really... The battery comes out. So yeah, it's and LG's making that its its main selling point. Where if you look at something like the the S seven, uh, the the display is phenomenal. The camera is so pristine, and recording video at four K is just it's it's seamless. It doesn't even it doesn't even look like it's affecting it. Playing games is amazing. It's just a really well built phone where they paid attention to the things that that really matter when it comes to this end of technology. When you when somebody wants to fork out this amount of money for a phone, yeah, which because it's not of, cheap, is it? No, no, no. The LG G5, for example, is fourteen grand. Is it fourteen grand? Yeah, thirteen it... between thirteen and fourteen. All right, in, the, in that in that region, um, but it's a lot of money to. To pay out. Also, the the screen is just a little bit. Eh, I'm, I'm not too Im- overly impressed with it. The battery life is also not overly impressive. I I had to plug it back into the wall every day. Um, so yeah. Whereas if you look at the S7, and I, I hate to be doing this, comparing <laughs> them like side by side, but that's what you're going to do when you're Contrary going to popular opinion. Brendan is not wearing a T-shirt that says Samsung seven <laughs> rules. <laughs> but that's what people are going to do when you're looking to upgrade your phone. You're going to compare these two side by side, and I'm sorry to say, but more people are going to go for the S7 because right. it's just a. A, a better phone not to say that the LG is terrible it's got some really good specs the camera is really nice ish uh, the battery really needs some work though and yeah the whole modular thing I think they're pushing that too much Okay, just a bit too much so essentially what you're looking at is a mid-range smartphone with some cool gadgets to snap onto it yeah for about 13 14 grand and, and I'm assuming that the gadgets are quite expensive uh, yes the the DACs usually do go for quite a lot of money um, if you're not sure what a DAC is basically digital signal is terrible and analog signal is better mm. um, that's what any audio file will tell you and yeah, it just gives you a nicer, warmer sound. And see, as close my as experience possible. with this phone right, really was um, was was having a presentation done at um, at a hotel somewhere in Joburg, and then having a go on the VR, um, which oh, which is horrible. It's not good. Have you mm-hmm. had a go on the VR and the? Um, yeah, we eventually, as mentioned at Mobile World Congress, obviously there's thousands of people, so you kind of try and go towards the path of least, least resistance so you try and go to like the, th- the table where there's not a lot of people and inevitably it was the VR table All right. Um, where, where they had the uh, LG 360 VR and the 360 cam right it's really it's, it's not that good okay it is their first one so I suppose you know there's still room for improvement but it, for starters, it's really small on your eyes. It mm. kind of makes you look like Data from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you prefer X-Men, Cyclops. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that good. And that is also where Samsung is kind of beating them. Yeah. Even though the w- Gear VR is, is a separate or a standalone almost thing where you need to slot the phone into it. Yeah. Um, where the 360 VR from LG is... is dependent on the camera and it's got this, the screens and stuff built into it. I still think it's it's not as good. Right. But you think that mobile VR in general is not that good. It is not where it can be. 
But that is also a good thing in the sense that there's a lot of improvement and nobody said, oh, we're up to this point in mobile VR and this is where it's going to stay. Mm. Thank God it's not. I don't think it's as great as it could be. Um, the major problem being that some of the development of the apps doesn't quite function well with the actual VR quality. Mm. Whereas the article that I wrote... Um, Which we will link to underneath this. Yeah, aside this morning, where like Oculus and HTC's Vive or Vive is much better because that's a dedicated system for VR. There's no yeah. slotting in this and that and all those kinds of things. Do you think it might be that um, Oculus, for example, I mean, obviously with VR, as you said in your piece, there's like myriad applications and potential for that. Yeah, that, that technology, but Oculus uh, uh, initially was developed for games. Yeah, um, so it had to uh, deal with the fidelity um, of a game that is being you know run on a high end console or a high end gaming PC. So there's like really no kind of room for error here. It's like you you mentioned your in your piece that there was a Jurassic Park esque kind of experience which lasts all of twenty seconds. Yeah, it was very quick. If it was that, you know, and and, and a fight with uh, with Ultron and the Avengers. These are just kind of like more more like tech demos than anything else. Yes, and and do you think that the reason that mobile technology isn't up to speed is because well, obviously it's being developed for a mobile device rather than you know a, a game ready PC. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they could also be in the in the point now where they're still trialing to see or trailing trialing um, to see what 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 happens um, and what works, what sticks, what doesn't. Because um, it's still very much in the infancy, so uh, I'm sure there is an element of experimentation somewhere. Mm. Um, some of the apps work really well; others don't. Like I mentioned, the. Um, Jurassic Park 1 was absolutely fantastic because you were static and the dinosaur was in your face, it did its thing and was over. Mm. But as soon as you have something with a lot of movement, that's where things start becoming a little bit wonky, like the 360 videos mm. where the camera is strapped onto the bottom of a, of a helicopter. I was really looking forward to that. But the motion, there's just something in the coding that is not right. Mm. So it could very much be still trial and error, see what happens, see what sticks, what kind of technology works, what kind of encoding works. And once that's sorted out, push it out for like game use and develop games for that. Because mm. you don't get games. Um, or you do, but it's like these really silly point and shoot type things. But <laughs> I mean like like serious. Rail serious. shooters. Yeah. I even want to go so far as to say like, Double A games? Right. <laughs> you don't get those ones just yet. And luckily, we are moving into a trial period. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It sounds to me that this technology is where uh, the Oculus Rift was when the first kind of headsets were produced. I mean, I remember looking yeah. at, a, looking at a, the, the demo for a game uh, that was sitting in an asylum. And, um, you know, what I basically did was it was on rails. I clambered onto a into a wheelchair and was wheeled down the hallway and I nearly threw up because of the motion sickness <laughs> yeah. was, you know but then you know you you have a look like two or three years later when they're demoing Eve Valkyrie at E3 and that was just smooth as butter it was absolutely amazing yeah the, just a quick note there was a if I'm thinking back on, back on it now there was a stark difference between um, the visual quality and the encoding and development of some of the Gear VR apps and when I played 
um, Elite Dangerous on the Vive. Mm. A huge difference. You can see the one has been specifically developed for the one platform, where the other one is just an app that was thrown onto the sidewalk. Look, we have VR. That's basically what it is. We can we we can turn this once 4K file into a 360 degree thing. So why not? There it is. Yeah. Mm. That having been said, I still want the rolly ball. That thing looks like it'd be ro- loads of fun to use. Yeah, because you'd be able to scare people with it. Well, chase your cat around the house. I can, uh, if you give me two seconds, I can actually tell you how much the Rolly Balls thingy is going to be. But the VR goggles or the 360 VR is $200. Oh, man. So that is not not cheap. It's $199 is the suggested uh, price. Seems the same problem that they have. Well, not the same problem, but a similar problem that the Xbox 360 had. It was like one of the things that people really resented about the Xbox 360 was like, you got the Xbox 360, but its peripherals cost a bomb. They really did. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... 13k roughly is a lot to fork out for a smartphone i think i'd have my nose put out of the joint quite badly if yeah. the, if the phone is a mid-range phone and i'm having to pay like over the odds for all the cool gadgets you can use with it yeah mm. and uh, just on the xbox 360 notes something that dawned on me recently i went out to buy a uh, Xbox 360 wireless controller and decided to rather just ditch that and buy an Xbox One controller because uh, they're the same price. Really? Yeah, Xbox 360 controller, 9,000 oh, Rand, Xbox One controller, 1,000 Rand, which is really weird. That is really weird. Very, very weird. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're, looking, if you're a PC gamer and you're looking for an Xbox 360 controller, pro tip, rather just get an Xbox One controller. It's way nicer in your hand. Yeah, it, no, it is. The, you, you wouldn't think that, that no. they look so similar, but there is a real... It's really like apples and oranges. oranges. Night and day. It's night and day. <laughs> night and day. There you go. Uh, <laughs> right, and you've, uh, Nick, you've been playing uh, Uncharted. Yes, I played Uncharted uh, for two days and played some of the multiplayer. Uh, it's good to see Nathan Drake again. Um, loads of people in game... It's now fashionable to call him a cocky dick <laughs> and you know and i've and, seen that and there's a lot of, of nathan drake haters out there but i'm not one of them i always liked him because basically like he's he's indiana jones reimagined as the boy next door okay really. uh is a really really cool character and um yeah and uncharted 4 i'd say is easily the best uncharted game that they've made so far even though there's a lot in it that if you've ever played Uncharted, you will find very familiar. <laughs> um, but then again, like Uncharted, I think, was never really known for its innovation. When the first Uncharted came along, it was essentially like, okay, we've got third-person shooting, we've got puzzle solving, we've got driving, uh, a, I think it was a driving section on rails, there's a couple of uh, climbing, platforming, this sort of thing, and you were like, well, this isn't exactly what you'd call innovation in terms of gameplay mechanics, but the way that Still they Tomb Raider. Well, no, but, but the way they put it all together um, was amazing. I mean, what Uncharted, um, what Uncharted has done, I think, probably better than nearly than any other franchise out there, is that they purposely make you feel like you are starring in your own summer blockbuster. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I mean, because th- and it's just little things like, um, for example. Um, if you are climbing up a side of a building or you're, you're uh, you know, you know, sort of sh- shimming across a rock face, what the camera actually does is it pans out to the side 
to show you this incredible vista oh, behind wow. you. Um, you know, there's, there's sections where you'll be crawling through a tunnel and you will um, come out of, uh, out of this little cave into the sunlight and then the camera kind of goes wide angle and makes your Nathan Drake smaller and you can see the incredible visuals that they've, they've and, and backdrops that they've created. I mean, the thing about Uncharted 4 is that it's probably one of the best looking games I've ever seen since The Order. Well, I was watching you play it this week and <laughs> I was just like, wow. Yeah. I think I've never seen you, a game look that big or yeah. that good. Yeah, I think the pair of you were like going, that's a really cool rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was standing in the kitchen and I turned around and uh, Nick was in the Madagascar section and I said, that has to be the most beautifully rendered rock I have ever <laughs> yeah. seen in a game. I think we looked at the same rock because I said the same thing to yeah. Nick. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's different rocks. All, oh, the, different rocks. all the rocks in Uncharted are beautiful. Wow. Uh, um, all the characters are... And the, thing, the other cool thing about it, the, the visuals of it, is that like one of the things that sells the series and is, is obviously the, the very well-written characters and uh, the snappy dialogue and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's also the performances, the motion capture performances in it. And because the game looks so jaw-droppingly beautiful, the actors are able to emote a lot more. They're mm. able to convey far more expressions. They're able to, to you know, convey like hidden emotions like with the sort of twitch of a jaw or like um you know the glazing of over of eyes and stuff like that it's 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 phenomenal there is a twist in the game which i'm not going to reveal obviously <laughs> when one character finds something else out about another character and they're just very disappointed okay and you know that look of disappointment that shock that kind of i can't believe you did that to me is literally conveyed with just the character's face falling Oh wow! And it's just it's it's super. Is it done through motion capture? It's done through motion capture. A lot wow! Um, yeah, uh, and the performances across the board are amazing. Uh, Nolan North as Nathan Drake is is incredible. Troy Baker, um, who is older than Nolan North, I think, but it plays his older brother in this, is 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 very good as Sam. Um, uh, another standout for me was um, uh, the, the, her name is on the tip of my tongue. That's Lauren Bailey, who plays um, uh, Nadine, uh, who's a uh, a South African uh, muscle for hire and the owner of her own private army. Oh, wow. She, she's really, really good. Um, you know, it's kind of equal parts, elegance and brutality and very, very smart, whip-smart character. And the South African accent? Actually quite good. Um, it was a bit touch and go here and there, but yeah. it, it was right. Better than Titanfall. Yes. And better than, well, what other games have got South Africans in? What about Leo in uh, Blood Diamond with that? Yeah, better than Leo. South African yeah. accent. Well, what, better, South African in inverted commas. Why was it Zimbabwean, you see? Oh, was that supposed to be Zimbabwean? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, but, but uh, you heard some of the uh, the South African uh, mercenaries yelling at each other. Yeah, I do not approve. Do not approve. But no, but uh, but uh, Bailey's South African accent wavers a little bit, but like it is really good awesome. overall. It was good for the it was good for the most part. It's it, does it sound like a South African that's moved to the states and making the transition? This is going to sound really weird to explain. And uh, just go Google the character while you're listening to me talk, so that you can. Because uh, <laughs> I do not want to offend anybody, but she speaks with an African accent, right? And that makes sense. Yeah, but I understand it, exactly what you're saying. But it does kind of waver between the accent being spot on and kind of 
falling back into her vocal training kind of yeah. English role. But for the most part, it was it was very very spot on. Yeah. Also, I mean, the characters is I mean that 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 to me is one of the um, the few kind of gripes I have with Uncharted Four is the fact that Nina's uh, sorry not Nina Nadine's character is given so little screen time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a problem for me. I mean, it's like you've created this really interesting villain. Yeah. Um, can I see more of her? <laughs> no. Um, no, that's enough. The only other gripes I'd say I had with um, with, with Uncharted is it's, it's quite padded. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it runs about twelve to fifteen hours, um, and uh, there are sections you could have just chopped out of there. Um, you will, you know, the, the number of times you are called upon to boost another character up to a wall they can't reach, or move uh, a cart um, or a or a or a, a crate in front of a wall that you can't reach, you will you will lose count of the amount of times that that happens. Um, but yeah, overall, it's 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 an excellent game, and it's it's one of the best games in the best game in the series. And um, what I like about it is that, like, I, I think that Uncharted is the closest thing the games industry has to kind of like a James Bond franchise or a, you know, obviously an Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah. You know, the, the franchise hits certain beats. Mm. Like, for example, in, in Indiana Jones, there will inevitably be a scene where um, some sort of creepy crawly or insect or something it will involve a lot of insects. Yeah, snakes. Well, yeah, exactly. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, they had the snakes in the pits, you know, yeah. the Temple of Doom, you had that tunnel filled with bugs. Yeah. You know, um, what was what was the last Crusades one? I'm sure there was one. But I remember I remember in the in the in the terrible one, the the Kingdom <laughs> the, the of the newest Crystal, one. The one that nuked the fridge. Um, there was that scene where someone was buried up to their and fire ants ate them alive. Yeah. If you remember that, you know. And um, so with with Nathan Drake, you I'm not spoiling anything by saying you will go to exotic locations. You know, it'll oscillate between the jungle, the desert, possibly some swanky place in Europe, yeah. and it, it'll eventually take place in uh, in um, in a structure that has been hidden in the annals of time <laughs> from the rest of mankind that you are the first to discover, <laughs> and you will probably end up wrecking the joint. You <laughs> You know, um, the other new thing that, that uh, and then you walk around, you pick up ammo for your brand new gun. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, this is the thing: is that like in um, in Uncharted, they have added a couple of things, like uh, platforming. Now you've got a grappling hook and a and a rope, which is and you amazing. drive. Yeah, you drive in the game in what I would say is the most indestructible jeep ever made <laughs> because I put that thing through hell. Um, and, and, and the thing is, you drive around in these sections which aren't true open world, but they're just incredibly large wide corridors um and uh, the enemy ai is an awful lot better as well okay. I mean, like if you run out there shooting willy-nilly these these guys move to flank you very very quickly you know um some of them actually go outside of of, of your field of vision and run around the back of you what yeah yeah that's pretty smart well, I, mean, cool. I, I was like in a, in a shootout in a mansion i thought ah yeah i've, I've got the, i'm in the corner here i'm fine <laughs> nope there's a guy behind you um <laughs> You know, uh, there, there's like I said, there's a lot of a couple of new features. It's very replayable because there's tons and tons of collectibles. Um, I would say that you know one of the things that perplexes me is I've read a lot of reviews of um, Uncharted, and they're they're going on about some of the new features. And one, one of the things is like you know you can stealth through um, areas with enemies. And that's never happened in the series before. And they go on about it like, this is the most groundbreaking thing I've ever seen. And it's like, no, it's not. None of the gameplay in in, um, in, in Uncharted is uh, groundbreaking. 
groundbreaking per se, but like all the other Uncharted, it's, it's not about innovation. It's about how well they blend those elements together to make a, a composite whole. I mean, it's like if you take it like a rudimentary example, like Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars wasn't exactly what you'd call an original no, idea. Absolutely it's, not. You know, it's it's, it's it nicks its desert planet from Dune. The Galactic Empire comes from Isaac Asimov, and the story of of, of Star Wars is like young farm boy in search of adventure meets up <laughs> with uh, cute sidekicks and an old wizard, and they go to save a princess who's being held in a tower by an evil magician <laughs> who knows the friendly magician. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know bogs down its stuff. Yeah, uh, and it's the same with, with Uncharted. It's like they haven't broken massive new ground for the industry in terms of um, mechanics or innovation, but what they have done is they've taken the idea of making you feel like the hero of a movie, and they've turned everything up to 11. And I would also say that Naughty Dog is one of the best storytellers in the entire industry. When people go on about like how stories in video games are stupid or, or lightweight or, or they don't have interesting characters, you know, just put them in front of a Naughty Dog game. Everything mm. from the first Uncharted to The Last of Us um, is amazing. I mean, I suppose like Crash Bandicoot, you couldn't say that about him, but, but The Last of Us and, and, and Uncharted games are phenomenal stories, um, even if the plots are completely improbable. My question to you is, is it going to be a console seller for PlayStation? I think it already is, to be quite frank, because um, if you were one of the millions of people who bought a PlayStation 4, um, you know, one of the reasons you have brand loyalty is because of franchises like Uncharted. Um, if you're on the fence about whether or not to own a console and yet still interested in gaming, I don't know where in this world you'd exist um, because you're you've either picked your platform already. We're, we're like you know we're in the what second, third, fourth console war. Yeah, PC gamers have already picked their platform. Yeah, uh, Microsoft players have picked their platform. So the Sony fanboys and girls, um, but. You know, so whether or not it'll be a system seller um, to people who uh, don't already own a console, I don't know. But I do know that um, anybody who bought a PlayStation 4 bought it knowing that at some point there was going to be an Uncharted 4, and that's one of the reasons they bought it. Um, Good enough. You know, in much the same way, like, you know, if, if, if you were a Halo fan, that's why you bought an Xbox, Xbox One. And same with Gears of War. Same with God of War. You know, and then Sony comes out with things like Horizon Zero Dawn, and then makes you regret that you chose PC as your choice. <laughs> but anyway, well, it's, it's a little bit, let, let me put it this way: if you're a PC, you're a PC gamer. I'm a PC gamer. Right. Uh, let's pretend you had a sudden financial windfall. <laughs> And you thought, you know what, I'm going to get a console. What would you get? I would probably get a PlayStation, but I'd hold out to see if the rumors about the PlayStation 4K are true. But I would definitely, okay. I would definitely go PlayStation, mainly because of Horizon Zero Dawn. And, and yeah. And, and Uncharted. Uncharted it, I would really like to play as well. So, okay, yeah. Okay. So, for me, well, it would be... A system seller. Yeah, definitely. There you go. How about you, Charlie? What? <laughs> yeah, no, you're watching your phone. Don't worry, we'll we'll no, untie you and let you go back to work shortly. There's some developments on stuff that would I'm it be a system seller for you? I mean, like, let's say um, um, your Xbox One bo- broke and all got stolen, and all your Xbox games got stolen, but you suddenly had a financial windfall, and you could go right. I can replenish my game collection and buy an Xbox One, or I can give this PlayStation Four a try. This PlayStation thing. Um, I said PlayStation Four. <laughs> it's it's. It will be a difficult choice for me because without going into explaining like existential things and whatever, um, 
I already have an Xbox One, so the complete architecture for me is already there. So if mine get stolen or whatever, I can just buy one and carry on playing yeah. where I left off. But if I was a completely new player to consoles, uh, to consoles I it might, it might, it might sway me. Okay. It might. Right. It's a very, very beautiful game. It is a very beautiful game. Um, well it, done, Naughty Dog. That having been said, there's beautiful games on the way. Um, I mean, mm. after I finished that, I started playing the new Hitman. Yeah. That looks awesome. And I can't wait to get my hands on Doom. Doom next week. Doom. Doom. <laughs> We should do the Doom song now from Invader Zim. But I'm no, sure please I'm... no. Please <laughs> no. Anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm, I've been Nick. This has been Brendan. Cheerio. This has been Charlie. Cheers, goodbye. Right, you untie Charlie now, Brendan. <laughs> Have a good weekend. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time.